Hi everyone. Welcome to Falasha Diosho Global Ministries page. I am Falasha Diosho, the founder of Falasha Diosho Ministries, and it's so good coming your way today. I'm so happy to be part of your life's journey. Let's have words of prayer. Sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you for this privilege to learn at your feet. We say glory to your name in the name of Jesus. This is our prayer that as we've come to learn at your feet, you will teach us your word in the name of Jesus. This word will not leave each and every one of us without fulfilling its purpose in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Last week, I actually started a series called Purpose versus Passion. And this is going to be the part two. If you missed the last one, please, you can always get it. And in case you choose to reach out to this ministry, you can please call us on 0813915133. Or if you are calling from outside Nigeria, just add plus 234. And the email address is ministries 2020 at gmail.com. We want to have your testimonies. We want to have your feedback. And we also ask you to support this ministry. Okay. That's, in case you miss anything, you can always, you know, Go back and get it. And if you have anything, please contact us. We are very much available. Today is going to be the part two of purpose versus passion. And last week I said that passion is any good, strong, powerful emotion that you feel towards a particular thing. Why your purpose is exactly the reason why God made you, you know, to be born. You were born for a reason, for a purpose. And in time, God is always more than willing to reveal to us while we're here. And I said that purpose and passion are identical twins. A lot of times people got trapped in the place of passion thinking because it comes natural, because I feel good doing it, because it's easy for me to do it, because I, I, I mean, I just make people happy with it. That is my purpose. No, it's, it is not necessarily that because it comes natural to you, it comes so easy to you, it is your purpose. It is important for you to confirm and I said that passion could be a trap. And uh, we take our cue from the life of Apostle Paul. We're still going to still dwell on him today because it was a man that combined passion and purpose. Initially, he started out with passion. He was very passionate about Judaism and he went about killing believers. And he just didn't want any rivalry. For his religious background, his religious belief, which was Judaism back in those days. So for the love of the Jewish tribe and their religion and for, for the love of God. Wow, amazing. Paul was persecuting God. He was passionate about Judaism. He was passionate about God. So he felt, and it was because of this passion, he was persecuting the plan and the purpose of God for himself and for humanity. And so I said last week that if all you're doing is just following passion, if you're just trapped in passion, you could be persecuting the plan and the purpose of God for your life and for humanity. Unknown to you. And I also said that God does not see the way we see things. God does not judge the way we judge. That you're following your passion, is giving you money, is giving you accolades, is giving you influence and recognition all around the world, maybe your community, that does not impress God. Oh, that you're doing it and it's making people so happy because when Paul was pursuing his passion, people were happy. His fellow Pharisees were happy. 
other Judaizers were very happy with him. Maybe they gave him awards because he said it in his own words. I was, it was very, you know, it was very devoted to it. More than all his other contemporaries. Yet that was not the plan and purpose of God for him. And God wasn't happy with what he was doing. And so that is giving you money and that people are, certain people, a group of people are happy with what you are doing. And you feel, okay, since it's making some people happy, I'm good with it. does not necessarily mean that it has God's endorsement. So you mustn't miss that. That is good does not mean it is from God. That is good does not mean that it is God endorsed. So don't miss it. It's important you know exactly what God wants you to do. And do not allow yourself to be trapped in passion. If you are trapped in passion, you could be prosecuting the plan and purpose of God for your life and humanity without knowing it. And so, part two, we are going to continue with this same person. That's Paul. Man who was a man of passion before purpose interrupted. This is my prayer for you today. Wherever you are, wherever you are listening from, if you are just a man or woman who is just into passion and passion and passion, that's exactly what God wants you to do. The same grace, the same divine interruption, mercy that worked for Paul, that Jesus had to interrupt his life so that this man would not continue to waste his energy will happen to you in the name of Jesus. And so I go right into the teaching. Now, Paul continued this man's thought. He continued to persecute believers because he struggled believe that Judaism was just the only way. And taking it further, he decided to, to go to you know Damascus to arrest believers. And let's see what happened to him on his way to Damascus. It happened in Acts chapter 9, but I'm going to be reading it from Acts chapter 2 from verse 3 to 10 in his own very account later when he was recounting how he met Jesus. Acts chapter 22, I'm going to be reading from verse 3 to verse 10. I am a Jew. This is Apostle Paul now speaking. I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Sicilia, but read in the city at the feet of Gamaliel. I was educated according to the strictest care in the law of our fathers, being ardent even as a sealot for God, as all of you had today. For, yes, harassed, troubled, molested and persecuted this way of the Lord to the death, putting in chains and committing to prison both men and women. Verse 5, has I priest and whole council of elders, Sandrine, can testify? For from them indeed I received letters with which I was on my way to the brethren in Damascus in order to take also those believers who were there and bring them in chains to Jerusalem that they might be punished. 6. But as I was on my journey and approached Damascus about noon, a great blaze of light flashed suddenly from heaven and shone about me. 7. And I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, what do you why do you persecute me? Arouse and trouble and molest me. 8. And I replied, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. Verse 9. Now the men who were with me saw the lights, but they did not hear the sound of the uttered words of the voice of the one who was speaking to me, so that they could understand it. Verse 10, and I asked, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord answered me, get up and go into Damascus, and there it will be told you all that is destined and appointed for you to do. 
there was a divine interruption. Jesus had to stop him in his rat race. Jesus had to stop him in the journey of passion because it was not just about passion. It was important that he follows God's purpose. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus that if you're not yet following purpose, ever will interrupt so that you can begin to follow purpose henceforth in the name of Jesus. So I love this. I mean, the way this last phrase was written. Get up and go into Damascus. And there is a told you all that is destined and appointed for you to do because that is what your purpose is. Your purpose is what you're destined and appointed to do. So it just means that all of this rigor has been going through all the dealings he's been I mean, having, all the, the, the punishment has been, he's been you know, inflicting on the people or the so-called believers in the name of passion was not exactly what God wanted for him. Probably he had won a word. The success he had had, he had recorded. That was not the plan of God for his life. So passion can be persecuting God without you knowing it. And so it's important to know. Now Jesus accosted him. And Jesus said, I'm going to show you what you are destined appointed for. Not this one that you are doing. This is not what I wanted you to do. And Apostle Paul himself confirmed. In, uh, in Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 to 16, what Jesus said to him. And what did Jesus said to him in Galatians 1, 15 to 16? But then God called me by his grace and in love. He chose me from my birth to be his. After this encounter, Apostle Paul now knew that he was chosen from his mother's womb for a reason. The reason we say in verse 16, God's grace unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people of the world. After I had a counter, after I had a counter, I kept it a secret for some time, sharing it with no man. Now he had come into the knowledge of the divine purpose of God for his life. It was not going after the believers. It was actually supposed to be one of them. And now another funny thing is that when purpose came, God didn't send him to the Jews primarily. It doesn't mean that it was not going to be a blessing to them because even the book of Acts, it was, God said it was going to stand before, you know, some kings, some Jews. So it wasn't as if it was not going to have something to do with them, but primarily it was given a different, a different route to follow this time around. Not Jews that you really want. This time around, I'm really sending you to the non-Jewish people. Oh, does that mean that all the schooling that you heard in Judaism and uh, concerning the Jewish people, does that mean that it's going to be a waste? No, not at all. Not at all. All of the knowledge came and helped him. But when God came to show him purpose, it was a bit of a shift. So when purpose comes, it brings some shifting. When purpose comes, it brings some sifting. It will sift. It will sieve. It will shift. It will do certain work in our lives. So Apostle Paul now has come into full knowledge of what he was born to do. He was actually and primarily born to, to, to minister and to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the non-Jewish people. But this man grew up being a Jew. 
He loved Judaism. He has taken good number of years to do to to understudy them to to be well versed in this religious knowledge. And now God is saying, I'm sending you to the non-Jewish tribe, to the non-Jewish people. And like I said, no, no knowledge is wasted. No knowledge is wasted. All of the knowledge that you learned before is not going to be wasted. So it is important to note that passion is not necessarily purpose. If passion was purpose, God did not need to interrupt Paul. He had to do that to stop him and let him know, I have something destined appointed for you. So I don't know what you're doing right now. It does not matter how beautiful you think it is. It does not matter how much money is bringing into your purse. If that is not what you're destined and appointed to do, God does not judge the way man judges. When you stand before him, he's going to judge you based on what you were destined and appointed for. Not what you chose for yourself. It's not going to be what you chose for yourself. It's going to be what you were asked, what you were destined, what you were appointed to be, who you were appointed to be on heart, what you were appointed to do. So it is important that if you are not very clear on this, go to God, hold him closely. Let it be your daily cry until you are able to get an answer. Don't let him go until you are able to get an answer. Don't let God go until you're able to get an answer because that is the best thing that can ever happen to you. Or to anyone, don't leave your space unoccupied all in the name of passion. Passion could be a huge distraction. Passion could be a huge distraction. You're meant for purpose, you're created for purpose, and it's important that you find your purpose in life. And you can only get that through God because it's the one who created you, it's the one who wired you the way you're wired. Do not get it twisted. And we're going to go further and talk about Apostle Paul. And we are going to look at, despite the fact that Paul has found purpose. Now he knows he's sent to the Jewish people. Did he automatically forget about the Jewish people? We are going to look at the, the conflicts of purpose and passion. And we are also going to look at other people. I have... I have somebody who has a very you know beautiful story, Dr. Ben Wurstein, what's life, what's the mixture of this passion and purpose and how he was able to manage it. And so this is going to continue. This is just a part of this series, and I promise that this series continues. It is important that you find your purpose. Today's all, it's on you finding your purpose. How do you find your purpose? Go to God. Go to God. Go to God. The things you have left for, the things you have passion for, are they going to be wasted? No, not at all. God, God wired you for a reason. Sometimes you may, you may have, it, it, it may be a total detour from what you thought you had flair for. Sometimes, not really so. But it's important you find the mind of God. Don't run on, 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 on assumption, don't run on assumption, don't assume that, oh, this is what God wants me to find out for me, go to him. Then you will begin to understand that, oh, the reason why I'm wired like this is because he wants me to do this. Don't get it twisted. You could be a Christian. You could thought you love God. You could be in the church and you are doing something. You think, oh, because I'm born again, I'm tongue, tongue speaking. 
And I'm preaching. That's exactly what God wants me to do. No, God may say, no, no, that's not exactly what I want to do. I don't want you to be preaching in a church. I'm sending you to a mission field. You must get it specifically. What you are destined and appointed for, you must be clear about it. If you're not clear about it, something is wrong. And do not ever forget that God does not judge the way we judge. He will judge you. He will assess you based on what you are destined and appointed for. Not what, what you chose for yourself. Not what is popular. So this is very important. Go to him and get clarity. Get clarity. It is not enough that you're in the church. It's not enough that you have a good voice and you're singing in a choir. What if he says, I don't want you to be in the choir? Yes, you could sing. I want to use your voice for something else. How about that? John Maxwell, today known as, 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 as leadership expert was a pastor preaching in a church, born again. And until God came and said, after some years, God said, no, I don't want you to be in the church. I want you to package my, my word into writing such a way that everybody will read it and life should be changed. So he had to leave the church. What if you had stayed there? I love preaching in the church. And when God comes to judge, and God will say, sorry, you wasted all the years there. He does not judge the way man judges. He wants you to be wet. He has destined and appointed you. So you must know, God, where am I destined? Where am I appointed to be? What am I appointed to do? Who am I appointed to be? Let this be your outcry. Henceforth, if you're not in that space yet, let it be your outcry. And I pray in the name of Jesus that I should go to God on this. You will get quick answers in the name of Jesus. And you will be willing, more than willing, to be obedient to the living of God in the name of Jesus. Till I come here again, I am Falash Day Osho, the founder of Falash Day Osho Global Ministries. Please find purpose and reach out to us, foministries2020 at gmail.com or plus two three four eight one three nine one five one three 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 or plus two three four. Um, 070-540-4990. Thank you. And you can also link up with us on all our social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you. Amen.